Welcome to the Course Wizards Podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. What's up, Course Wizards? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Amit, and I'm here today with Chris, and we are going to talk to you today about what to look for in an email marketing platform. What's up, Chris? Hey, how you doing? This has been uh, it's a good topic. I like this one uh, because I get asked all the time um, what you know. There's so many email platforms out there, like everyone's heard of Mailchimp or Active Campaign or Mooset or something like that. But they're like, how do I know which one to get and how does it work and all that sort of thing? So I think this is a great topic. Absolutely. And in episode 37, we talked about what to include in an email engagement series. So this one kind of goes hand in hand. Uh, We did not do it back to back, but go back and listen to that one to learn about what to put in those emails. But today we are talking about how to send those emails, what technology to use to send those emails. So Chris, I can tell you the first email marketing platform I ever used, which I think most of our listeners will probably agree with or have come across as MailChimp. That was my first one. Uh, It worked out really good for me up until I needed to do some automations and some advanced uh, splitting of audiences or do not a splitting of audiences, but like advanced decision making uh, where you have a split decision node. And then I switched to active campaign to their paid product, which was, I think, like 19 bucks a month. Yeah. And then I stuck with that for a while. How about you? Yeah, a lot of people started with MailChimp. I did also, mainly because they used to have a, um, a very generous free tier. And they still have a free tier, I believe, but it's not near as generous as it used to be. So people don't recommend it as much anymore. But most of us started with that because it was um, so generous. And then I did the same thing. I went to Active Campaign, loved Active Campaign, and now I use one called Get Gist. And um, they're all, all all good. All have their own uh, positive points. Some are a little easier to use than others. But what's interesting about email programs like this is that a lot of times when we talk about email, automatically people think, oh, but I've already got an email program. I've got my Gmail, right? (laughs) Or I've got my Outlook that I use or something like that. And what we're talking about today is not the same thing, okay? When you use Gmail or you use Outlook or AOL, if you're (laughs) really old school, right, with this stuff, those are all um, personal email programs. Yes, you could email a lot of people through those, but generally you wouldn't send an email to more than a handful of people right at the same time through a program like Gmail or Outlook. We're talking about email programs that can handle mass audiences, that can allow you to capture names put them in a database, and then you can send an email out to a whole lot of people at once, maybe thousands upon thousands, and let them know about what you're doing. So we're talking about two different things. Um, We're not talking about the personal email. We're talking about an email marketing program. So when you're in the um, shopping for an email marketing program, what's something that you might want to make sure they have on it? Uh, I would say uh, I mentioned about active campaign why I moved there. So that'll be my first thing I look for is the ability to have split decisions. For example, I send an email, then in my automation, how I'm going to set it up is once the email is sent, wait for a day, then split a decision saying, has this person opened my email 
If yes, then move them to the next email. If no, then resend the same email, wait another 24 hours and then send them the next email. So the ability to do a split decision. Yeah, so that's like an automation, right? It's where you can say, go ahead and do these this series of actions based upon their behavior. And it's really cool that you can do stuff like that because you could never do something like that easily, for sure, with like a personal email program. But with these marketing programs, you absolutely can. You can do full-on automations. Uh, one of my favorite automations to do is to send out what I'd call a campaign. So we talked about the indoctrination series back in episode, I think, 16. Then in episode 37, we talked about an engagement series. And both of those are um, campaigns, right? There are a series of emails that you want to send out that go out one after the other and may change depending on what the opener does. And so you want to make sure that your email marketing platform can do that and almost all of them can. Uh, The other thing I would say is um, the ability to have good deliverability. And Mm, I I will give MailChimp points on this because I when I started affiliate marketing I had picked a product from JV Zoo or something it was like a woodworking secret product and uh, <laughs> I created like a account with MailChimp and sent out my first email boom I was blocked right away they picked up the affiliate link really? and they said you are not allowed to send affiliate marketing through our system so mm-hmm. I will give them Kudos to that. So look for email marketing platforms that have really good deliverability rates where your emails are being delivered not to the spam folder, but to their either promotions or other or primary inbox, preferably primary inbox. But with Gmail's uh, automations and Gmail's uh, algorithms, that's really hard to hit these days. Yeah, but 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 to your point, it does it doesn't do you any good to end up in a spam folder. So you do want to make sure that they are a trusted provider that the email services allow through that they know, okay, you're not sending a bunch of spam out. <laughs> so that's a good point. You also want to make sure that they have easy opt-in forms for capturing names. So when we're talking about the form, you know, you've gone to websites where it says, put your name here and put your email here and hit submit. Well, when you do that, you go into that person's email marketing program. So you want to have the ability to create those forms like that on your website. And here's the keyword, easily. All right. There's a lot of different email marketing platforms out there and some make it easy and some don't make it so easy. So I recommend looking for a platform that has an easy, just a couple step copy paste to make it so that you can put those kind of opt in forms on your website without any trouble at all. And preferably when you have an opt in form, you also want to have the ability to tag. Okay, so the the tag will go in the opt-in form. So for instance, if you go to my website, I have a, which is writingmomentum.com, you'll notice I have a couple of different um, things that you can opt in for, a couple different lead magnets. Each one asks for your name and your email. But on one of them, when you sign in, it'll tag you as someone who wants one lead magnet. Well, on the other one, if you opt into that one, it tags you as wanting a different lead magnet. And that allows me to know how you came into the system, what kind of product you were interested in from me. So you want to have the ability to tag people when they uh, come in. The one that I'm using right now, so I got off of ActiveCampaign just because I didn't have a justification for the monthly 
19 bucks or whatever it was is i went to a free one called mailer light and this one is used by quite a lot of people i love it very easy to use uh, the other thing i would say is ease of use as in the ease of using the editor a lot of these yes. email marketing platforms have editors and those editors allow you to add uh, certain elements onto your email and also add like uh, they have templates. So if you can find one which has pre-made templates, that's even better. One thing I would suggest is sign up for some of the people who you like to follow in your own niche who are doing really good. So in our niche, an example would be following Russell Brunson, uh, following Neil Patel, Amy Porterfield, all of these people. Why do I say that? It's going to be really eye-opening for you when you subscribe to your their newsletters that all their emails are plain text, Chris. Plain yes. text. Which means don't go fancy. Even though you have the options of fancy templates, buttons, flying pigeons in your email, whatever it is, <laughs> do not go fancy. Stick to basic because basic emails tell these email service providers that your email is just like everyone else. If you start fancying it up, it starts adding JavaScripts and HTML scripts and pixels, and that's going to flag your emails and probably not deliver them at all. Well, not only that, but just even when you open an email, if it has all kinds of graphics in it, your mind automatically thinks, oh, this is someone advertising to me, right? And so for that reason alone, I just like sending plain text emails to my list because I know then it'll show, hey, this is just from me. It's not from some some corporation, you know, like Kohl's or Target that's trying to send some fancy newsletter to you. No, it's just me just sending you this email. And I find I get much better results doing that. And you mentioned something uh, which our listeners might be like, wait a second, Kohl's and Target do send all these fancy emails. Well, guess what? They Kohl's and Target and they have billions of dollars and their emails will come through to your inbox because of the systems that they are using. They are using enterprise-grade systems. We are using small business systems like MailChimp, MailerLite, ActiveCampaign, Drip. And those are separate entities and they have separate send volumes. So don't confuse yourself with the big people, uh, but also reach out to to the big people in your niche and see what they're doing. And you will notice that they all send text emails only. Plain text, plain font, just simple Arial font. Don't go crazy with the fonts either. Make it easy for someone to read it on their mobile because we all open our emails on mobile. And Arial and I think Times New Roman are the two most used fonts in emails. Yeah, and it goes back to the purpose of the email too, right? When you sign up for Target or Kohl's, you know you're signing up for advertisements. You want to see from their catalog. Well, that's entirely different from what you're doing as a course creator. As a course creator, you're nurturing people and want to talk to them. And so you don't want to come across just as this, you know, uh, big marketing company trying to sell them something out of your catalog. You want to come across as who you are, right? Course creator. Uh, speaking of which, when you do just want to send an individual email, you want to be able to send what's called a broadcast email. That's just a single email on the fly to your whole list. It's not a campaign. It's just a single email you're sending out to everyone. You make sure the provider can do that. Almost everyone can. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't be an email <laughs> marketing provider. Yes. But you want to do make sure that that's easy. And what Amit said, hey, try the different services out. Most of these services have a free tier or a free trial. Give yourself a try on different ones. Find out the one that makes sense to you. Uh, the other thing I look for in an email service provider is 
a lot of them have started coming out with this functionality and some charge extra for it is the send again option. And uh, in MooSend, which I use, there is a little checkbox which says resend the same email to the people who didn't open. Because here's what we traditionally do, right, Chris, you and I, we create a campaign. We broadcast that campaign out to say 10,000 of our subscribers. Yeah. Out of which, if we are lucky, we have a 10, 20% open rate. So 2,000 people opened it. What happens to the remaining 8,000? Now we go, we clone that campaign. We put in a condition in there saying, do not send this to people who have already opened the previous campaign. And then we resend it. Well, some email service providers have now had the facility to save you that step by just sending a simple checkbox which says resend to unopens in 24 hours you do that it automatically sends it to them and moose and even goes one step further and gives you the option to change the subject for your resend that is terrific i really like that that is that is a feature that will save you so much time and something you absolutely want to do and uh, the uh, again, there are so many things. Uh, Active campaign, one thing I do love about them, and I will go back to them when I have the business need to, is they have a marketplace where people can buy automations. We talked about automations earlier. Um, some people also call them journeys because it's a customer journey where you're taking your customer through a very specific journey. If customer enters my email here, tag them, then do this, then wait 24 hours, then send them an email, then wait 24 hours, then do this. It's a journey, right? So Active Campaign has a cool marketplace where you can buy these journeys that others have created so you don't have to think. So there's a cart abandonment journey you can buy. There is a re-engagement journey you can buy. So if that you have an email service provider that offers that, that's always a great functionality. Absolutely. What else do you have, Chris? Uh, well, do you want to talk about split testing? Yes. So we have touched on this before, but if uh, your email service provider gives, uh, and some of these techniques are advanced in the beginning, you can stay simple, get fancy later. In the beginning, you can just keep sending emails. You're better off creating the email content than focusing your energy on some of these advanced features. But a split test would be something like a subject line which subject line performs better. And some platforms allow you to split test the subject lines and then pick a winner. The other one would be, can you split test um, based on subscribers? Okay, I'm going to send the same email to two. I'm going to split my list into two and whichever list opens my email most in the first hour, send all the other emails to that list. Now that's, we're talking some complex stuff, but if your email marketing provider does that, even if you don't need have the need now, get an email service provider that is going to grow with you where all the features set is available. So when you scale, they will scale with you. Yeah, stuff like that is really cool. And as I've said, it, it's, it could be very advanced and it's something you wouldn't want to do probably till later. But wow, is it cool how you could do that, those kind of things. And you're able to really make sure that people are opening your messages and responding to your messages. Now, if you use a uh, course creation program like New Zendler, which is one of our favorite ones for creating courses, you've heard us talk about that one a lot. It actually includes a full email marketing program in it. So you don't have to have a separate full email marketing program if you don't want one. 
Now, the reason you might still want one is because if you're wanting to do some of that fancy split testing stuff down the road, you know, maybe you'll want to then move from this to that uh, down the road. But right now for doing basic things like sending broadcast emails, campaigns, um, creating opt-in forms, tagging, even some automations, programs like New Zendler actually have it built in, which is the way I prefer to do it because everything then is right there in one place and it all works together, which is really, really nice. So check that, that out too. And that was our shameless plug for New Zealand. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we had for today. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for giving us your precious time, hopefully at 2x speed, so you can listen a lot more of our episodes. <laughs> and with that, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcasting app, wherever it is that you're listening. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you're staying safe wherever you are. And we will see you later. Keep creating those courses. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com.